and now he has his opportunity and he opens up his mouth and says Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me and it seemed like everybody would have been happy for him but instead they told him be quiet hello everyone welcome to Kingdom Rock Radio you are moments away from receiving God's rich word but first remember that you can subscribe to our Roku channel as well as our podcast And don't forget, for more information, you can always contact us at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's word. Praise the Lord. Well, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Mark. The book of Mark, the 10th chapter. Mark, chapter 10. We're going to just be here and just glean in the rich word of the Lord. I'm so excited to be here with you tonight. The Lord does have a word for you. And I pray that your hearts are open and are responsive to hear what the Lord has to say to you. This is a night of miracles. This is a night of signs and wonders. Be open to hear what thus saith the Lord. Amen. Let me read to you. We're going to read Mark 10, verse 46. Verse 46 through 52, very familiar text of scripture, very familiar. But I find, of course, that the word of God is just like that of an onion. You pull back layer after layer after layer after layer, and it's just so incredible. The word of God is living. It is vibrant. Telling you, it's just awesome. Well, let's go ahead and read it. Mark the 10th chapter, verse number 46, it says here, I'll be reading to you out of the King James Version. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind, who? Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him, that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Arise, or rise, he calleth thee. And he cast aside his garment, rose, and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Isn't that wonderful? That is so wonderful. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Now, let's go back up. But before we go back up to the very beginning, let me show you something here in verse number 52 before we go back up. I love the word. Verse 52 is is powerful in that, of course, he receives his miracle, but it's also powerful because it shows you really the heart of God, the heart of God's giving, his how God gives. Look at this. And Jesus said, verse 52, and Jesus said unto him, go thy way, thy faith have have made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus. The Lord knew what he was going to do. 
And before he did it, he told the man, go your way. Go your way. Your faith has saved you. Immediately he received his sight. I love to call this uh, when God gives without strings attached. You know how people can say, I'll give this to you if you do this. You kind of, you hang around me. I'm going to do this for you, but make sure you pay your tithes and offering. Make sure you come to my church. Before I give it to you, I'll tell you, go your way. But what did the man do? He was so grateful, he began to follow Jesus anyway. He followed the Lord Jesus in the way. Isn't that wonderful? Giving with no strings attached. That's what love really is, and that's what love really does. Giving with no strings attached. I'll give it to you. Now, what are you going to do? Hallelujah. Now, let's go back up to verse 46. That was free. It didn't cost you anything. Notice the peculiar wording here. Now, we only have a, a, a limited amount of time, so I pray you, you listen quickly. Verse 46 says, And they came to Jericho, and as they went out of Jericho, he and his disciples and a great number of people uh, went with him, and blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was there on the roadside begging. Jesus goes into Jericho, and Jesus comes out of Jericho. Now, we could surmise that as the Lord went into Jericho, it's just him and the disciples. Something great and awesome, I'm sure, happens in Jericho. Now, on their way out of Jericho, he has a great crowd with him. Now, while they're coming out of Jericho, here's the Lord Jesus and the people, I'm sure, thronging him. Oh, it's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. Blind Bartimaeus, the man on the side there, he's sitting on the side. He's been there day after day begging. Now, Jericho, of course, was a rich city, very rich. And the word Jericho means fragrant place. They sold roses and, and cypress and honey, so the place smelled really good. You're in a good place that smells good, but you're on the side of the road begging. You're blind. You cannot see. And so he's in a great place, great smell, but he's still bound by forces he cannot control. And so here comes the Lord Jesus. He's passing by him with the great crowd of people. And I'm sure he asks, what's, this, what's all this commotion going on? What's going on here? And someone says, well, it's Jesus of Nazareth. The crowd identifies, identifies it's Jesus and everybody's following him. What happens? The Bible says that when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now, notice the transition here. The people identified him as Jesus of Nazareth, but he identified Jesus as Jesus, thou son of David. They knew him by his flesh. He, he knew him, but this blind man that could not see naturally could see more than they all could see. Bartimaeus saw him as the son of God. He saw him as the Lord, the Savior of the world, one who would come and restore my sight. He saw more than they all. Now, I want you to know something, because this also tells us about the character and presence of Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus, the name Bartimaeus can be broken down, of course, into two words, Bar and Timaeus. 
Ishbar, meaning the son of Timaeus is his father. It was very popular back in Bible times for the son to be named after the father, like it is today. But in Bible times, they didn't call him Junior. Right? They call him Bar, son of Timaeus. So his name is Bar Timaeus, son of Timaeus. He does not have his own identity. He's just known as the son of Timaeus. Just the son of Timaeus. Well, what does Timaeus mean? Timaeus means highly prized or highly favored, one chosen above anything else. It's kind of like, you know, you, you have your certain special things at home. You say, someone says, well, can I borrow this? You say, well, uh, get that one right over there, but leave this one right here. That's, that's, that's mine, you know. You can use that one, but not this one. You understanding? His father, Timaeus, means highly prized, highly favored. And here's the problem here we see with blind Bartimaeus. His father means highly favored, highly prized, probably highly favored in the community. Someone that's about something. Someone that everyone looks up to. Well, he's prized above others. And I'm sure Timaeus at one point said, honey, let's have a baby. I'm going to get married. We're going to have a baby. Oh, it's a boy. Look at here. Oh, we'll call his name Bartimaeus, and he's going to be great just like me. But something happens. Somewhere along the way, he does not live up to his name. Instead of rising to a, a stature of greatness, he's on the roadside begging waiting for a chance. Now, if I were titled this tonight, I would, I, I, I would say that, come, that this would be coming out of the shadows, a time of, of coming out of the shadows or living in the shadows. This is what Bartimaeus did. I'm not sure how many of you ever have a great name that you have to live up to, great expectations that you have to live up to, but you cannot because of reasons that are beyond your control. And so here he's there on the roadside begging, trying to live up to his father's name. Every time someone calls him, oh, you know, that's, that's uh, blind Bartimaeus. That's blind Bartimaeus. Every day he's reminded, I'm not like my daddy. I'm not the man that I'm sure my dad wanted me to be, my family needs me to be. I'm not sure if he has any other brothers or any other kin, but here's, he's there. He's unproductive. All he can do is beg day in and day out. Someone has to lead him to that spot. But I'm sure maybe even his father, his father's name was able to get him this prime real estate begging area. If you got to beg, if you got to beg, you might as well beg in a rich place, right? People are going and coming on this highway here, and it smells pretty good. So maybe the name has gotten him this prime real estate. That's different between begging in a rich community and begging in a poor, poor community. Hint, hint, you'll get a lot more in the rich community. Are you hearing? So Bartimaeus is here living in the shadows. And then one day, of course, he hears about Jesus. And I'm sure he already knows, we know that he knows that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is the Messiah. And so here is this moment, here is this chance. He's been waiting here. 
Greatness is on the inside of him. He has his own dreams. He has things that he's been wanting to do but could not do. He's wanting to go places, and I'm sure he's tired of always having to have somebody to lead him around, always having to ask, can somebody help me over here or help me over there? He wants to be independent. He wants to have his own family. He wants to have his own career and start different things in life, but for reasons that are, uh, that are out of his control, he can't do it. And so there he is on the side of the road, and he's begging day in and day out. And finally, he hears that Jesus, this miracle worker, is passing by, finally. And he's not going to miss this chance. He's not going to miss it. Look at what it says. Verse 47 again. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. At this point, Something has to click on the inside of him. Because understand, all of his life, people have been telling him, hold your peace. You can't do this. Hold your peace. Stop it. You can't do that. You'll never become this. You'll never become that. All you'll ever be able to do is stand on the roadside or kneel at the roadside and just beg. That's all you'll ever be. All his life, and I'm sure he's, he's probably told himself, I'll never be anything but this. And so what happens on this day when this is his opportunity, finally, here comes the miracle worker. Finally, God himself is passing by me. The others just see him as Jesus of Nazareth, but I know this is God in the flesh walking by. And now he has his opportunity, and he opens up his mouth and says, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And it seemed like everybody would have been happy for him, but instead they told him, be quiet. Wow, you're too loud. Wow, now understand, who is telling him to be quiet? Now, these people are coming out of Jericho. So these are probably the same people that gave him a couple of dollars every day. Here you go. And they, I'm sure, felt like, hey, I pay you. Hey, I give you money every day. Hey, I'm supporting you. I earn the right to control you. I'm putting a roof over your head. I earn the right to say in your life. But you don't earn the right for you to keep me from Jesus. You don't have that right. Hallelujah. So I'm sure they say, hey, we give it to you. Hey, so that gave that then made them feel like they had a sense of authority over his life. This is not proper, Bartimaeus. This is not proper for you to yell out in public, to yell, Jesus, our son of David, be quiet, man, be quiet. Something had to click within Bartimaeus. What's clicking here? Was he going to allow this, allow the people, allow their rebuke, their very stern rebuke, because they, the Bible says that many charged him, not just one or two. Many told him, stop. Many told him, you can't do this. Stop. Don't say anymore. Be silent. Be still. Don't move. Just stay there. Let Jesus pass by. He had to make up in his mind at that, that very moment that I'm no longer going to listen to the people. I'm going to follow after God no matter what happens, no matter how it feels, no matter what they say about me. I may end up in humiliation. He may not hear me, but I'm not going to let that stop me from calling on his name. 
I'm going to call on the name of Jesus and he shall save me. Are you hearing? And so what do we have here? Here again, this is his moment. And at the time that everybody else should have been saying, great, yeah, yeah, call him. They told him, be quiet, be still. They didn't understand. But there was faith welling up on the inside of him. I'm sure this man was saying in his heart, this is enough, it's over. Now, Bartimaeus represents a generation of people that said, I've had enough. I'm ready to get up from here. I'm ready to move forward in life. I'm tired of getting crumbs. I'm not going to miss my moment, my time, my destiny. I'm not going to miss this any longer. I don't care what you say, what they say. I don't care if they laugh or whoever laughs. I'm not going to miss my moment any longer. He has made up in his mind that he will not be silent. Now, here's the thing, and we got to close. Here's the thing. Bartimaeus could not see Jesus. He didn't know what was going on. All he knew, he couldn't feel Jesus. But what he did have was an acute sense of hearing. He heard the commotion going by. He heard people maybe saying, oh, Jesus this or Jesus that. He heard maybe heard, heard the people clapping and making a big to-do. He heard the noise of Jesus. And that's what all of us really just need there because there are a whole lot of bar, uh, Bartimaeus is even in this room and listening that just need to hear the noise of Jesus. Jesus himself was not speaking, but people around him were speaking. He heard the noise, the commotion of those that were identifying with Jesus. They could see Jesus, but he could not. They could feel Jesus close enough, but he could not. He heard the commotion, and when he heard the commotion that Jesus was near, he said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Son of David says, son of David means that I know who you are. I know that you are the Messiah. And he would not stop. He would not cease. They said, be quiet. And he just got louder. He was not going to be denied. Just like Hannah was not going to be denied. She had enough with Penina. She had enough of, of her yearly taunting. She never going to have a baby. Nah, nah, I got my baby. You don't. She had enough of that. She had enough of that. And she goes into the temple and she begins to pray. And the, and the, the high priest Eli starts talking about her. Woman, how long are you going to be drunk? You need to sober yourself up. She said, no, you don't understand. I'm grieved in spirit, and I'm trying my best to pray to God. I need a son. He said, oh, I see. Well, you have your request. Hallelujah. Sometimes we've got to be provoked into a change. We've got to be nudged into a change. You've got to get to the point where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I don't care if they laugh. I don't care if they talk. I don't care if they tell me to be quiet, sit down. You can't sing. You too ugly. You too tall. You too skinny. You too fat. I don't care anymore. I must fulfill my destiny. But it's going to take us getting to that point where we realize that I've had it. I'm throwing caution to the wind, and what happens? He cries out louder, and finally, Jesus stops. 
His cry was so powerful that it stopped the forward momentum of Jesus himself. He stopped what he was doing and says, call him, command him to come to me. And now the very ones that were telling him, be quiet, says, hey, hey, be of good cheer. He's calling you. He wants you. Yeah, the same ones told you, shut up. Jesus is now using them. You, hey, he wants you. He is now using your haters to validate your ministry. Are you hearing that? And so here we go. He gets up, and what happens when he gets up? The Bible says he throws his cloth aside, his beggar's robe aside. The very thing that identified him with that begging, he throws it aside, saying, I'm not going to come back to this place anymore. I'm not going to be put in the box anymore. I refuse to let anybody else contain me. They can't control this anointing. Hallelujah. They can't deny the power and presence of God that is there. And I'm hungry and thirsty for the Lord Jesus. And nobody's going to stop me. Are you understanding? We have to get to the point where you're so hungry and thirsty for the presence of the Lord that you will not be denied. You have to get to the point that you want to go past the norm, past the usual. That just the mundane little things don't really shape you or move you anymore. You want him. Now, when you do that, people are going to talk about you. You're praying too much. Be quiet. You're reading your Bible too much. You're going to go crazy. You're going down to church again. What are they saying? Be quiet. Be silent. That's not politically correct. Stay like us. Stay controllable. Understand something. When you become, become uncontrollable, you will begin to walk in your destiny. But as long as their tauntings will keep you bound and tied down, as long as you allow fear of what they may say or what they may do to hold you, you will never reach your destiny. But there is a generation that is rising up now that says, I will not be contained. I will not be controlled. I will cry out loud and spare not. And God will hear me. And finally, I will arise from obscurity. And be the one that God has called me to be. Is your vision great enough? You see, even when he had no sight, he had vision. He could see when he could not see. Can you see it working when you don't have a dime in your pocket? Can you see yourself better when you're still taking all the medication? Can you see it when you don't see it? And will you remain when others tell you, shh, be still. It's time to come out of the shadows and be the person that God has called you to be. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. In there, you will find this program and so much more. 
We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.